This is a Ward Scott Files advisory. The Ward Scott Files podcast may contain material not suited for people who are easily offended. Trust us on this. This show contains adult information and opinions. Please protect small children, sensitive pets, fragile houseplants, and liberal relatives. Thank you. This out, Warthog. He's going to come up the steps. Here he comes. Oh my goodness, and he's huge. Hello, boy. I wonder if we can pet him. Can Hi, we, boy. Can we touch him? No, don't. Help me. Help. Help. Good morning, good morning, Professor. Uh, Ward Scott here in the Warthog Manly Command Center Man Cave in the Mellon Law Studio. Mellon Law, the only law partner of the University of Florida. And you may call me at 352-325-3938. That will translate into a text message. Or you may face chat with me here as we have a lot to talk about, hopefully in class today. Hopefully you keep coming to class because you're learning something, it's interesting, and you're challenged. Uh, you know, I never went to classes that the professors didn't challenge me or I didn't find interesting. I didn't necessarily have to have them agree with what I already thought. I really wanted to learn how to critically think and I wanted to learn how to intensely think uh, into the lower depths of the whole issue. And I quoted yesterday somebody who I'll quote again on MLK Day because it is a comment by Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. that the function of education is to teach one to think intensely and to think critically. Um, so there you are. Um, that's what we're trying to do on the Ward Scott Files. We're a little different from other shows in that respect, because I am the only professor that I know who has a talk show in the nation. I, I, I haven't heard of any others. There probably are others. And I'm pretty sure I'm the only one who conducts it as if it were a classroom. And uh, we have a lesson for today. And uh, of course, so uh, there are exam questions. I'm going to have fun sometime with you and go back over some of the questions I ask you and see if you remember anything or you took notes. Now, in my exams, you could always uh, take notes and you could use your notes during exams because I was encouraging note taking. There's nothing wrong with note taking uh, and there's nothing wrong with using them on the exam because the way I would pose the questions, uh, you would not be able to rotely copy off your notes. You'd have to use your notes to create an essay response. So um, that's that's the way I've been trained. So that's the way I'm conducting my relationship with you all. Uh, good morning, Trish Galician. By golly, we've got a newcomer here, at least one I see. Hello, ma'am. And of course, we got our great loyal supporter, Plantation uh, Mark. And of course, we got Mo Buddy Racer. A lot of people checking on that I see who come in live. There are others throughout the day and throughout the night who uh, listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or go to the wardscottfiles.com and listen there where everything is archived. And production puts it up uh, right after we do it. Of course, if you're just tuning in, I've got my hat on because if I would not have my hat on, it would look as if I had a ferocious sunburn because I'm going through this preventive skin maintenance that so many people do in Florida, where you just peel off the outer layer of your skin before it becomes a, a something that's a problem. And uh, so anyway, out of vanity, strictly out of vanity, not to shock the children, uh, put the hat on. Uh, so there it is. I mean, I could remove it and, you know, with the glare off of the off of the camera, I suppose, but um, sent you uh, back reeling. But anyway, uh, yours truly has a little vanity, too. I suppose you detected that a long time ago. Um, one of the guys I used to work out with occasionally in the gym, uh, well, used to tell me that he he worked out in the gym 
with John Matusak, who was the great uh, lineman for uh, the Oakland Raiders. Uh, and John Matusak would come in the gym and, you know, take his shirt off and pose and flex in the gym. And people would uh, kind of tease him about it. You know, what are you doing looking at yourself in the mirror? And John Matusak would always answer, a vain people live longer. And, you know, there's some truth to that. You, you know, you have pride in yourself. You take care of yourself. I didn't need to undergo the skin treatment. I mean, I don't need it, except, you know, what ifs. And so, um, you know, it's all part of, you know, trying to prevent yourself and make yourself as healthy as you can make yourself, given all the uncertainties in this uncertain world. And Matusak always used to grin and say, hey, vain people live longer. And um, everybody would laugh about that. And, I, and when I heard that, I said, you know, Matusak, the twos has got a point there. Um, I've got to give you a, a, a pretty lengthy discussion analysis today of, of the city uh, shenanigans. I'm, I'm going to ask my uh, uh, good buddy uh, in the production to put the link up uh, on, on the chat right now. And we're going to put this link over on the Ward Scott Bulletin Board, Ward's Hot Bulletin Board. Now, this was provided to me by uh, a guest we have here occasionally on the show, uh, one of the brightest guys I know who tries to keep the city of Gainesville honest, Nathan Scott. Uh, Nathan Scott is an aeronautical engineer as well as a, a, a as well as a lawyer. So he's a bright guy, and he's been telling the city for years how uh, they are in financial trouble. And of course, this bunch that runs the city, uh, I, I don't think is they've ever run anything. But I know that the boy named Lauren has never ever been accountable for anything financially. He was in the high school program as a teacher out at Santa Fe, uh, made no splash there. Nobody knew he was even on the, on the grounds. This is one of the ironies of this place. Uh, you know, we had a guy named Warren Nielsen. Nobody knew he was on the grounds. Nobody would pay any attention to him at Santa Fe. And then he turns out to be a city commissioner. Uh, it's ironic because, um, uh, you know, they, they couldn't get anybody to put up a pencil sharpener and fence them to put up a pencil sharpener there. And yet they go out and tell you how to run your life at the city level. And, and a boy named Lauren is no different. And um, unfortunately, this finance committee that you uh, we're going to talk about for a minute, which we have the link to now, um, is uh, right there. It is in the Ward Scott Files podcast. If you go to that link, uh, we'll also put it on a Ward Scott bulletin board you will see the stream of the finance committee uh, meeting that took place that was provided to me uh, by Nathan Scott. Now, I looked at this and I studied it. I found it something, you know, interesting. You probably wouldn't. I knew I know how government works. I know what's happening. And immediately I knew that this was a pretty significant meeting. <coughs> Excuse me. So I'm going to go through this with you and tell you why this was a significant meeting. The Finance Committee is made up until they added uh, uh, Mr. Harold Monk to it, who is a retired uh, CPA locally and has a tremendous uh, resume, which I'll go over briefly with you in a moment. Um, I know Mr. Monk and uh, think, think uh, you know, respect him highly. Um, but before he got on this Finance Committee, I think he probably was brought in as a citizen. Um, it was a, my golly, it was David Areola. And, 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 the, and the boy named Lauren. I mean, I, I, you, know, you think they know how to rub two nickels together and get a quarter? 
There is no, there is no way they would ever know that. And so all of a sudden now we've, they've got real problems. They real, and then we've been telling them, and I say we, I say Nathan, because I never go uh, uh, to the city commission meetings uh, in Gainesville. I don't live in Gainesville, and I don't think you could get a word through these people anyway if you did go. Uh, for years that they've had financial problems all the way back to the Butliff Bandit and even before. And if they've run off uh, most of the uh, competent people for telling them things they don't want to hear. Um, this is always the danger of, of, of being an advisor to the king. You know, and, and certainly it's the case in North Korea, evidently. If you tell the little kid that runs North Korea something he doesn't want to hear, you disappear forever. Um, this, is, uh, this is the way it often works. You, they only want to hear what they want to hear. And other than that, if you tell them what you don't, they don't want to hear, they, you know, you disappear. Uh, we've got this censorship going on in the country. We know that the city of Gainesville has tried desperately to censor the public. Uh, they've put more and more stringent uh, time limits on them. Uh, they've shut down any, peru any, any way of, of the public looking at their emails um, uh, um, among themselves. Um, they, they, they just are not transparent at all. And you have to hold accountable the, the boy named Lauren for this because he's the mayor. And unfortunately, he has a bully pulpit and he doesn't know what he's doing. And this finance committee report illustrates this. And if you take the time to, uh, to look at the, uh, the tape, you'll see that he tries to weasel out from under his incompetence, but Scop is there to hold him accountable. The tape runs about 40 some minutes, but if you're given the kind of research that you have to do, if you want to get an A in uh, uh, Professor Warthog's advanced composition, then you probably need to take a look at it. So I'm going to go through it with you and tell you what's in it that is of notable. First of all, I want to give you a little background on Mr. Harold Monk. Um, he was hired by the state of Connecticut a while back, a few years back, and paid 750000 a year to write all these standards that he's holding uh, uh, Gainesville accountable for now, which are just financial criteria of good financial uh, management. And uh, he did that in the state of Connecticut for a while. And um, so that's the type of resume he's got. Uh, that's the type of expertise he's got. So if you take a look at the, uh, at the tape, you'll hear him talking if you begin at the beginning, right near the beginning, really about that uh, 4602, you'll hear him. Um, but here are the issues uh, that facing uh, as a result of the city audit that Mr. Monk spells out from the dais as he sits next to the boy named Lauren and then next to the boy named Lauren, of course, is Dave Ariola. Uh, number one issue that troubled Mr. Monk was that when the auditing team asked for information, the city couldn't provide it. Uh, that really, let me repeat that. When the auditing team asked for information they needed to evaluate the competency of the financial management of the city of Gainesville, the city could not provide it, okay? Now, so they couldn't get the information requested that any city being governed properly could provide. Now, the problem here with what I'm telling you is that 
There is nobody else in this community that's going to go through this with the depth that I'm going to go through it. And so how does the public get to know this? The only way I know of is for each one of you to share it among your list of friends uh, so that they in turn share it. This is the way the note in the bottle works. Uh, you're not going to see this in-depth coverage in uh, the Gainesville Sunset. Channel 20 is not going to do it. They don't have the time nor the resources nor the anybody intelligent enough and experienced enough in government as I am to do it. So I'm doing it and I'm going to hit the high spots for you. And then we're going, we got the link up there, and then I'm going to put it on Ward's Hot Bulletin Board. But it's your responsibility, students, to distribute the information. Otherwise, it's not going to make any difference. Um, I'm sad to tell you this. It's not going to make any difference because the, the boy named Lauren has shut down any significant attendance to these meetings. Uh, you won't see many citizens there. If you look over the shoulder of Nathan Scott, who's sitting there in a front chair, there's nothing behind him. Uh, so this, 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 this is going to be a story that's only told among the few people you see, unfortunately, and has been told for a long, long time, four or five years, to no avail. And so I'm, I'm calling on you, uh, the Ray Stearns, and I see Bob Jones, and you you must distribute the link and th this show as well to hear my comments about the link to somebody who would distribute it. Otherwise, this ain't going to make no difference. And it's going to be deja vu all over again, as they say. But Mr. Monk, one of the first things that troubled him, and let me tell you, he is, he is par excellent as an auditor, as I just said on his resume, what he's been hired to do in the past. Uh, they could not get, and probably the auditing team which they've hired is Carr, Riggs, and Ingram, who bought out Mr. Monk's uh, 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 business when Mr. Monk retired. So Mr. Monk is retired, but Carr, Riggs, and Ingram are probably the CPIs doing this right now. And uh, Mr. Monk is advising the boy named Lauren and uh, Ariola on what the audit report means. And so you'll hear him go right to the heart of the matter. And the first thing he said was that the auditing team could not get the information requested. Uh, the second thing was that it became apparent right away that the staffing uh, that was in charge of the money and the assets of Gainesville were not up to professional standards. Does this surprise you? Let me, let me, let me, let me editorialize here for a moment. This, this group of people running the city are very busy hunting and looking for somebody they can pay a lot of money to for diversity and inclusion. Meanwhile, the city is in financial ruin. They don't, <clears throat> so they don't have really, and when you look, they don't have anybody of professional standards. I don't know what professional standards somebody hired to be in charge of diversity and inclusion and equity would have. I don't know that there is a profession. I don't know that there is a school. They're starting to be, of course. And I suppose they'll invent standards. I have no idea what they would be. But the financial standards of accounting are well established. And this city doesn't have them. Okay. It doesn't have the staff with the adequate professional standards to provide to real professionals 
the information the professionals need to figure out if the city's being run properly. And the boy named Lauren has no clue or no training whatsoever in anything like financial accountability. So the accountability is a big question now. And Mr. Monk says, you've got to find somebody and make them understand or hire them, you know, to be accountable, who's going to follow up on these deficiencies. We have yet again discovered which were the same deficiencies. He says this. He says, shockingly, he hasn't ever seen a city like this that has four or five years of deficiencies that haven't been corrected. So let me make this point to you, my friends, and encourage you to spread this show as high and far and wide as you can, because you're not going to get this anywhere else. He is saying that these deficiencies have gone uncorrected for four or five years. Now, he doesn't say it, but later Scop says it, that meanwhile, you're over here doing all this social engineering uh, and you're not taking care of the real business of the city. So there's nobody right now in the city to be held accountable for not being able to provide the information to the accountants that they need to evaluate the job of that person who would be accountable as well as the mayor and everybody else. Uh, he said it's very rare in his career to ever see a repeat of what he calls material weaknesses. Now, I've gone to some trouble to research what that means in accounting, material weaknesses. But he said that this city of Gainesville has been repeating its material weaknesses for years without addressing them, without addressing them. OK, and here we are again. And I think they paid the firm. I, I think they paid this firm one hundred thousand dollars to come in and evaluate their accounting and they couldn't do it because they couldn't get the material to do it with. So that's more money down a hole that ain't got no bottom. So there's been four years of material weakness in the city. And Mr. Monk suggests that you're going on your fifth year. And he finds this absolutely rare. And he's been around a lot of cities and he's never seen one. Now this will not be the headlines. Do you understand of the Gainesville sunset? You must spread this word. I mean, it ain't going to get out. Now, listen, you're going to be stuck on the same square. Unfortunately, it was pointed out to me that during the latest shenanigans, we extended the boy named Lauren's ability to be the mayor one more year. So you're going to have one more year of that fiasco. And if you listen to him on this tape, he's very perfunctory. He says, oh, thank you very much. We'll address the staffing needs. Thank you very much. Next item, Mr. Madam Clerk. You know, it's like the guy is listening to a grocery list. I mean, there's no no understanding or no acknowledgement. You know, he doesn't say, well, you know, I, I take that to heart. I'm responsible for this. The buck stops with me. I'm the mayor. Uh, I need to get this. He never utters that one iota. It's never said one second. So there's at least four years, according to Mr. Mo, of material weakness and possibly coming up on the fifth. Now, material weakness um, can be hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. And uh, uh, if you don't have any internal checks and balances, as this city doesn't, and you don't have any control by uh, 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 staff with the standards to do the controlling, 
then it's possible, and this is what he's concerned about, that you're going to have pop up here. Uh, and when we do get this information requested, if we can ever get it, uh, that you'll have hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars of, of, uh, of uh, material weaknesses, which are uh, the value of the assets of the city. And you know, meanwhile, you're taxing the living tar out of people. Uh, meanwhile, your the utility rates are going up, covering your butts for not having enough knowledge about where the money is. They finally shut Bolarski up. I think he just now wants the job and he shut up. He tried criticizing him. They'd like to run Nathan Scoff out of town uh, and, and Joe Beatty, who comes up there. Uh, they'd like to run them both out of town, but they persist and they get their word in. And I want to thank uh, Nathan Scott for providing us with this uh, link, which we have got out here right now on our chat. And uh, we're going to put over on Ward's Hot Bulletin Board. So people of, 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 of stellar reputation uh, and, uh, you know, have been have now commented publicly on the deficiencies of financial responsibility in the city of Gainesville. Uh, that doesn't surprise me. It did surprise evidently Mr. Monk because he, he, he voices it from the dais. He says, I'm really kind of surprised and shocked by this. But let me tell you, uh, he's not there to correct it. And uh, it won't get corrected unless you, the public, put pressure. Now you got an election coming up and I know you got to choose between uh, a hot dog and a and a sausage, and you don't really. I know. I know what you're. There's no, the, the riddle remains. How do you get competent people uh, to to come up here and get this? This dais is made up of the same uh, Democrat people, uh, the same party, the same little group, the same little ideology, the same issues that don't go to the heart of the matter. Uh, these financial problems have been voice to this commission and previous commissions for quite a while. There's nothing apparently being done about it, which is to say, to sum up, there is no internal control and no checks and balances. And so you are operating here uh, in danger, 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 uh, a term that Paula Delaney once used. It was so funny. Um, she didn't use it for any good reason. She used it uh, talking about uh, uh, airboats on a lake. Um, so, <laughs> but this is real danger. So I wanted to point your uh, attention to this link. And uh, you, you, listen, you, you know, it's all fair game. You may criticize what I've said, but I have been a city manager and I, I, uh, I have been in charge of the college Senate at Santa Fe. And I was therefore in charge of setting the budget committees, setting the salary benefits, and that all was uh, fed through me, which I then fed. I then fed to the president in a responsible way. If the president of that college asked me a question uh, while I was a Senate president about the internal workings of that college, I knew the answer, or I got the answer. And if the person who was supposed to have the answer wasn't there, I fired him. And I fired, you know, at least one, maybe two committee chairs for sitting on their hands. I mean, I said, listen, I ain't going to have it. Uh, you know, you're more, you, you know, you're a chair because you have responsibility to be able to provide me with information when I need it. You didn't do it. You're gone. Hit the road. Nobody had ever done that before I became the Senate president of that college. But by golly, those presidents got to where they could trust me. And I gave a report to them. They didn't have to investigate the investigator. 
Okay. It was solid. They could take it to the bank. This city doesn't have that. And it's very difficult. When I was the city manager of Archer, and boy, is it ever uh, disarray. It's the redheaded stepchild of this county. And it's probably the most poorly run municipal government in this county. Uh, I found out the real problem was the commissioners. Not all of them, but enough of them, a couple of them, were pains in the derriere and held up business and didn't understand the rules and fired anybody who tried to make them learn the rules. So the, uh, the, uh, the, 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 the link is there for you. I wanted to take some time and go through it so that you would know um, basically what's going on in the city of Gainesville. Now, there's a couple other things that are going on in this area that you need to know about that you will not know about if you don't listen to this show. The supervisor of elections is under investigation by the Florida Department of Law Enforcement, and we are the ones responsible for that investigation because we found people signed up by uh, 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 an employee of the supervisor of elections, Kim Barton, who was going to the jail and uh, uh, getting people there who were not eligible uh, to be registered. registered. And uh, the FDLE is now investigating that. In the meantime, let me just bring you up to date. Uh, the person who went to that jail and did that, TJ Pichet, uh, we reported, uh, way back a few couple, three months ago, four months, I guess it's the middle of the summer. Uh, all of a sudden, once this investigation started, uh, resigned. Resigned from a job where he'd just gotten a $60,000 a year salary, a bump, bought a house and all that. He's disappeared. Okay. Now we learn that a, a wonderful person named Alexis Hunter, who is the information specialist uh, for the supervisor elections. Uh, and the reason we know her is we interact with her when we do a public records request. She's the one who gets the information together and provides it for us. And of course, one can only imagine since there's an investigation going on uh, by the Florida Department of Law Enforcement, how, much how many requests there have been for information. But we just learned uh, of that she has departed, okay? Information specialist Alexis White is no longer at the Lachua County Supervisor of elections office. She posted this Wednesday, January 12th. Um, she says, I am no longer working at the Alachua County Supervisor of Elections Office. My last day on the job was January 7th, 2022. If it is a public records request to the Supervisor of Elections, she says in an email, it's public record, by the way, please send your request to the Supervisor of Elections, Kim Barton, directly to her. Well, that's very interesting. So we don't know what all that means, but we think there's some, maybe a noose is tightening there as we try to um, make public what we know is very, very suspicious. I'll just put it that way. Um, so uh, the other thing I want to report to you before we go on our break at the bottom of the hour, this is all city business. Uh, when I come back, I'll go to state business with Nikki Fried Fried Frazzle who is an absolute nutcase herself, um, is, uh, you know, wants to run against DeSantis, go figure. Uh, but uh, the manager, the city manager, one, Cynthia Curry. Now, Cynthia Curry is the one that you will see in this, uh, in this video, in the, in the streaming of the city finance committee meeting. You will see her come to the microphone and speak. She's the interim city manager. She, by the way, donated because it's public record and uh, our investigator uh, uh, takes a look at these things routinely. 
um, uh, she gave $500 to Rodney Long's state senator campaign for District 8. Rodney Long, of all people, <clears throat> man, running for state senator District 8, Cynthia Curry, the interim city manager, gave him $500, according to the public records. Now, you go figure. You go figure. Where, where are these dots connecting? And who is our senator for District 8? It is Keith Perry. Okay. I just wanted to make sure you understood as best you can. Now, if you only want to share this one half of the show, this is the half I'm devoting to the uh, local uh, city of Gainesville issues. And uh, when we come back from the break at the bottom of the hour, I will go into Nikki Fried Fried Frazzle. And then I'm going to go into Biden's rant where the devil came down to Georgia. I'm going to revisit that uh, a little more closely uh, with a, uh, an, an enlargement of some of the absolutely stupid, mean things he said that are complete fabrications. You talk about misinformation. You, you, you know, we here on this show will get dinged by YouTube, will get dinged by Facebook for misinformation. We've had it happen. What they call misinformation. Okay, they don't dig ding the president. Biden has not. I mean, you, you can't believe the world, according to the way Biden describes it. I'm going to go into that with you in analysis. But after we get back from the break, I'm going to talk about Nikki Fried Pride Frazzle. And then we'll get into old Uncle Joe, even all the way out to Putin and the West. Man, I tell you, I amaze myself sometimes. This is all extemporaneous. This is all without notes. I've got a few notes here, but no, nothing written out and totally done at rapid speed of light pace. And uh, hopefully you're getting something out of attending Professor Warthog's advanced composition class on the Ward Scott Files. We'll be right back. This is Ward Scott. And I want to thank all our sponsors who keep the show going and pay the bills. The Ward Scott Files premium sponsors are Crime Prevention Security Systems, Large enough to serve you, small enough to care. Awards Scott Files Gold sponsors are On the Spot Dry Cleaners, Okita America Martial Arts, RR Construction, Gators Dockside, and Style Cuts. If you are interested in promoting your business on the show, you can visit our website, www.awardscottfiles.com, and click on the Advertise Here banner on the right side of the page or call my friend Freddie at 352-284-3733. Again, thank you to all the great businesses that support the Ward Scott Files. And remember, if you like the show, thank our sponsors and support the businesses that support us. Check this out, Warthog. He's gonna come up the steps. Here he comes. Oh my goodness, and he's huge. Hello, boy. I wonder if we can pat him. Can Hi, we, boy. Can we touch him? No, don't. Help me. Help. Help. All right, welcome back to the uh, Professor Warthog's advanced composition class known as the Ward Scott Files here in the Jeffrey Meldon uh, man cave here studio and uh, Jeffrey Melton, Melton Law, the only law partner of the University of Florida, 352-325-3938. Uh, 
or here on Facebook chat, which I'm monitoring as we go along here. Uh, and I appreciate all of you all signing on. And hopefully you will spread this word because if the public doesn't know about the financial problems at the city of Gainesville, uh, what are you going to do? Now, we've already got voter suppression at the city of Gainesville, and that's nothing the government has done directly. The government, by its ineptness, has caused voter suppression. People are not voting in the city of Gainesville. They've given up. They don't can't get through to these dullards. Uh, these dullards are arrogant and ethically superior in their minds, morally superior in their minds, and yet they're completely incompetent, as demonstrated by this audit, at least financially. Now, ideologically, they can pontificate all day long. Now, we've got a replica of this at the state level, and one Nikki Freed, whom I call Freed Fried Frazzled, um, we've got a picture of her at her first, uh, we'll toss it up there, she's got a, a t-shirt on with a marijuana leaf on it, and she has come to the door of the, uh, there she is, she's come to the door of the Notel Motel, um, I've forgotten where it was, I think it was South Florida, down there where Gillum was, basically, I think, and um, anyway, she's alarmed, the cops have come, and because her concubine in there, who is married at the time, as I remember, um, has, has done run over something with his arm or tossed her, I think it was, she and the concubine got in an argument, and allegedly she was tossed out on the street, or somehow, some way, they made a public scene, and the cops were called by bystanders, as I remember it. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's basically, I think, the story. And somebody captured this photo and sent it to the Ward Scott files um, right at the moment that she was alarmed at the fact that her uh, behavior was uh, now public. And of course, um, um, we have become the repository of such, uh, such things because we'll make it public with you. Uh, we're the ones who have the picture of Gillum on the floor in South uh, Florida, where, uh, man, they have tried to um, get bleach that out of the world. Um, they don't want, that's the picture. Basically, it's keeping him from making a comeback. But now we got Nikki Fried Fried Frazzle. Uh, uh, this fiance of hers is a guy named Jake Bergman. And apparently, now this is how far, how long it takes to get stuff out. This is in the Florida Capitol Star. And this occurred on September 15, 2021. He drove his 2019 Ram 1500 Longhorn across the center line of a two-lane road in northeast Tallahassee, destroying a neighbor's $1,500 brick mailbox. Wow, I ain't got one of those. And this is according to a traffic crash report that the Florida Capital Star has. And Freed announced her candidacy for the 22 uh, Democratic gubernatorial nomination in June. And so um, the report indicates that debris from the crash, and let's throw, there it is, there's a nice little wreck, was scattered west to east approximately 30 yards and a ram, ram truck was inoperable and towed from the scene. Now this is the lady who wants to be your governor, all right? Now the Capital Star obtained these documents uh, related to the disposition of the truck which indicates that the vehicle was valued at $56,763 with a repair cost of $44,392. I suppose that's what they call in the insurance world, total out. Um, and uh, this is, um, uh, there's a drawing here of this in the uh, Florida Capital Star. You can take a look at floridacapitalstar.com and see this entire deal. Um, he, the guy, the guy, you know, the, now this, the, the reefer business 
is um, is what these two are involved in. And she actually got kind of revealed much of it's due to our investigation and some contacts we have in Tallahassee and uh, <clears throat> some of it due to our investigation. And um, it was revealed that she had not recused herself uh, uh, from uh, she's the secretary of agriculture and she is in charge of the permits for this reefer uh, business. Now, so far, it's not the reefer madness with the THC. It's the reefer crop for medicinal purposes, which uh, supposedly makes you feel better if you got pain. But everybody pretty much is sure that ultimately that'll be a slippery slope and we'll go to the legalization of uh, actual THC marijuana. And uh, uh, that will be an incredibly profitable business, as you imagine. And um, uh, she's right up there at the nexus at the uh, toll booth of this, um, making who sure, you know, having a say so and who gets the licenses. And uh, and uh, yes, Ray Darnell did support Gillum. That's right. And I think it helped cost her the election. Uh, she also marched in the Black Lives Matter parade. Um, so I'm answering one of the comments here on Facebook chat. Um, so there you are with Nikki Freed Fried Frazzle. It's, um, you know, I want to keep you up to date on that because she's going to be running for governor along with uh, uh, the orange guy, Chris, uh, uh, Taco Chris or whatever it is they call him, Cheeto Chris. Uh, he's got nine lives. He keeps changing parties and uh, looking for a niche he can get in. Um, so, you know, I need to keep you up to date on that. That's my state business. Now, of course, uh, what what show would be would be um, would be possible without an update on COVID, and um, uh, you know it's um, it's one of the things that has got a new, every day. There's a new twist to this COVID stuff. Now, to be sure, uh, you know it is a, it is a tricky road out there. I have a friend who called me yesterday. Who um, I mean, I mean, let me just set the stage for you. Um, had COVID, okay, back in know, a few months ago carrying the antibodies from having had COVID, then uh, 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 gets both shots and the booster and has a grandson who's 13 years old who comes down with COVID. And so he has no symptoms. He doesn't feel bad. He may be a little bit of runny nose, but uh, nothing unusual. And decides, well, you know, the grandson came down with COVID. Uh, maybe just to be on the safe side, I need to go get checked. Uh, so he, he pays for a fast test, pays 100 bucks for the fast test because the tests are almost impossible, I understand it, to get. And lo and behold, it comes back positive, but he has COVID. So here he is. He's walking around with no symptoms. Uh, he's had COVID once and had, the, and had the antibodies, he was told, and then has had both shots and the booster, and he gets COVID. So I've learned, as I've said before, nobody knows anything about COVID. Um, it's amazing that Biden is trying to say with all sort of certitude that he can kill it once and for all, that he's got the magic bullet, when actually his predecessor, Trump, is the one who used Operation Warp Speed, which is the same plan that was used to refurbish Europe after the war um, to apply to billions of dollars pumped immediately into research on the mRNA drugs and bringing them out to the public. That's Trump. So now Biden is over here running Trump down in his rant, which we'll get into in a minute. But more importantly, uh, he's been Biden's been running around saying that 
uh, uh, with certitude that he's got the answer. Meanwhile, you can't get a test. Nobody seems to know the answer. And the wildest thing I've heard so far, I mean, to my ear and maybe not to other people's ear, is that all of us who have had um, uh, both shots and the booster uh, will two years from now, from having gotten the first shot, have your entire immune system collapse. Well, I'll be, I'm just a year out from that. So if I'm around, I'll be able to be the guinea pig for that. And then I think I saw on the Facebook chat here yesterday, one of my good listeners say, well, no, it's three years. So you know, maybe it's three. I don't know. But certainly that crowd of people believes that uh, an inoculation will result because of the mRNA. And I've fact-checked that and fact-checked that. In fact, it's only a very, very small percentage of, I don't know what, I don't want to be, I want to be careful what you, what you call them, but it's a very, very small percentage, almost negligible, who believe that. So you got to pick and choose what you believe. And anything you do, you pick and choose what you believe. You pick what church to go to. You pick what minister to listen to. Uh, you know, it's always what you, and that's, that's the freedom, you know, the freedom to pick what you believe. And they can't lock that up. They can lock your body up, but they can't lock up what you believe. And um, now we have begun to see people examining Biden who have uh, has made, uh, you know, According to uh, Henninger, who writes, he says uh, for the Wall Street Journal, uh, Biden has killed certitude. People no longer, according to the article I'm going to go through here with you, uh, believe a dang thing about anything the government says about anything. Um, because the economy is being ignored. It's the worst inflation since 1982. Biden just pretends it doesn't exist. I mean, it's it, it's a. Um, um, you don't necessarily know if you'll get when you're sick, Ken. You, that's a problem. You won't know it. And the issue is not if you get tested. It's whether you're sick and don't know it and you give it to somebody else. I'm glad my good friend said that. He's posting right now on Facebook chat, as I see it, that I refuse to get tested. If I get sick, I will know it. Nobody cares if you get sick, Ken. It's if you make somebody else sick. Nobody cares if you get sick. Uh, let's, let's straighten out the record here. It's that you would be irresponsible enough to get somebody else sick. That's the issue I keep hearing. The masks are not worn to protect you. The masks are worn to protect others. I finally got that straight in my head. The masks don't prevent you from getting it, okay? The masks prevent you from giving it. Isn't that interesting? All the things I've been learning about this. So now, uh, meanwhile, Rome is burning. Biden is just like he got his training at the city of Gainesville. Uh, Sixty-eight percent of the people polled, you know, this is the worst inflation since 1982. I'm going to get into what it's doing to the workers' salaries. Um, only 33 percent of the people now, this is a 20-point drop from a year ago, give a damn about COVID-19. They have finally said, to hell with it. I've got to live with it. And just like my good friend said, if I get sick, I hell with it. Um, um, and that's where we seem to be now. Um, so for Biden to stand up there and wave the flag and say he's got the answer is probably really costing him in many, many ways. Um, the, um, uh, so the COVID pandemic has changed all sorts of behavioral patterns. And um, uh, um, it, it's, it's, but what it's done is it's called even into question scientific authorities. Now, scientific authorities were already on a shaky ground 
according to this analysis by Henninger, um, because the Democrats have called their science into question if it doesn't agree with climate change. If a scientist doesn't agree with climate change, then his thinking is uh, misinformation. So uh, that's another one that discredits public authority uh, in the form of politicians. Um, they have succeeded in getting us to doubt science uh, and COVID's one aspect of it, climate change is another aspect of it. So um, the, uh, uh, the problem is, as Henninger writes, is not the process of scientific discovery. The problem is science has been politicized to silence legitimate challenges. And the, ba the basic example going on, and it's all tied to COVID, going on right now is the Wuhan lab. I have always been convinced that the virus got out of the Wuhan lab. That's uh, based upon my relationship with uh, my good friend who was a level four lab researcher. He said, if they get a, if a virus gets out in a lab, they nuke the lab. And the class asked him what he meant by that. And he said, we radiate the lab and close it down permanently. Um, we don't ever go back in it. We don't ever this or that one thing or another. Um, so, so we have a situation here where uh, evidently Wuhan did not nuke the lab and they blamed it on the pig market and that people were down there eating animals. I'm, I'm forgotten which animal it was, but there was an open air market that had um, things. And so the animal, the virus from the animal jumped to the human. Uh, nobody really ever believed that. People believed that the Wuhan lab leaked it. Now, the question is, did they leak it deliberately or did they leak it accidentally? And why aren't they owning up to the truth? And here Fauci gets involved because they found out that Fauci had interest in the Wuhan lab. That really doesn't surprise me. If the Wuhan lab was doing legitimate virus research, then I, I suppose all these guys would be linked to it. They, all these labs would be linked because remember what my friend told me. This is just the beginning of the pandemics. This is not the end. When you, you think that Omicron or whatever is going to be the end of the COVID, no, it's just the beginning of the pandemics. So what we're going to need, those who are, uh, who are frightened by the mRNA, we're going to need more mRNA. We're going to need more rapid fire methods for science to create something that will mitigate these things because these viruses obviously are quicker than we are. So we're gonna need science that is, is as quick as the viruses. And now there'll be people who obviously don't get it, who have, you know, there were babies born of mothers with HIV and the babies did not have HIV. Somehow, some way, they didn't get it. And this evidently will be true of these viruses, somehow, some way. And I have a friend who's, slept in the same room as a kid with his sister. They had these um, a big room where all the kids slept and they were little kids and his sister got polio and he didn't. And he was right there in the same environment as she was. And it was almost the iron lung version of it. He never had a single sniffle and she's been affected for life from it. So, you know, I don't have the answer to these things, but we have now got a collapse according to Henninger, of public confidence. 
And the biggest collapse in public confidence is with science. Um, it is, is unfortunate because of what has happened, because we have stem cell research going on. We have genetic engineering. We have a man who was just had a, a bovine uh, heart, pig heart, in, and put into his chest. And the reason that body so far is not rejecting that animal heart is because of genetic engineering. And they interviewed the guy who did it, has figured out a way to shut off that switch in the animal heart so that the human being will not respond to that heart in his body negatively. And we're waiting to see if this is works. This is a wait and see. But already the guy has had four or five days of lease on life. So uh, we have got a place where serious scientists um, are being uh, hijacked by the politicians. And, um, uh, and Biden is leading the charge. I, I, I swear, uh, this guy needs to be put out of the pasture. I don't know what to do with him. He's got, he, he has got very, very uh, 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 a, a small, I don't know what it is. The, the, here's, here's just the election. I've got so much on this dude. I wanted to get in. I mean, he's as dangerous as free, frick fried, fried, frizzled, frazzled, or free, fried, frazzled, whatever. Um, here are all the distortions. You know, the devil went down to Georgia. OK. The first distortion that the Democrats are leading uh, and trying to propagandize is that the January 6th uh, attack on the Capitol was a, a coup. It was a coup. It was like. Here's what in their minds they're trying to get you to believe. It was the same thing that Fidel Castro did uh, to Batista. Okay, it's a, you know you, let me just ask you that. Let me just ask you. Let me get a, this stuff. Let me just ask you. Are you old enough to understand? Do you remember Fidel Castro's takeover of Cuba? Does the so-called domestic terrorism on the capital look anything like? the organized military campaign by Castro, which had taken, uh, uh, been going on for quite a while before they ever reached the capital. There have been real battles in the mountains and there have been real, um, you know, and, and probably armed by Russia and the communists. They wanted that island and they got it. And, and, and Cuba, Kennedy didn't have, couldn't, didn't have the wherewithal to stop it. Um, I want to get in if I have time to an analysis of Ukraine and Russia. And what they're up to. It's all because we've got a weak president. We've got a president. You don't think Putin and these people are watching this country uh, spin its tires and waste its time and, and, and on issues that are outright fabrications. That, that, you don't think that doesn't give them the cover to pull up to the uh, uh, pull up to uh, Ukrainian border. Um, Biden's out there arguing that the Senate must defend a democracy when he is the one destroying it. Um, um, you know, it, 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 it's a big article here. I can't get into all of it, but um, one of the things first, um, uh, uh, Biden was wrong to say that the Georgia Republicans passed new law, quote unquote, new laws designed to suppress your vote to subvert our elections. Um, you that 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 statement doesn't even pass minimum security. Um, he, he attacked the Republican legislatures by saying they're making it harder for you to vote by mail. Um, this is what he's referring to, a new state law that prohibits local officials and private groups from mailing unsolicited absentee ballot applications. That's what Zuckerberg did. 
What the hell is wrong with that? Now, previously, Georgia didn't have a law against that. So, you know, they got to tighten, you know, they're not going to let that happen anymore. So you could have all these left-wing organizations raise a bunch of money and then pay to have absentee ballots sent out, which don't have any accountability, which is what Kim Barton did, according to her own answers on the questionnaire. I'm going by her answers on the questionnaire. If I misinterpret them, well, correct me. So um, here, for example, um, the writer of this article compares, and let me see who this is. This is um, somebody who knows what he's talking about uh, and done some research. See who did this. Um, it was it was a it was a um, editorial in, in a journal. <clears throat> uh, Georgia, and he compares Georgia to New York. New York requires people seeking to vote absentee by mail to request themselves request an application, and and New York doesn't mail applications to everyone automatically, which is what Georgia was doing. This is what we did in Lachlan County. Yet, while Georgia allows anyone to vote by mail, New Yorkers cannot vote absentee by mail unless they are out of town on the election day or they're disabled or they're taking care of someone who is ill and disabled. Uh, that You can't do that in New York. So the president, Uncle Joe, also whack Georgia for setting standards for the drop boxes where voters can deposit absentee ballots in lieu of bailing them in. Now Georgia's new law requires every county to provide a box with additional ones for every 100,000 citizens, standardize the hours during which they can be used and require them to be constantly monitored. And Biden calls this undemocratic. Huh? The guy might as well run for mayor of Gainesville. There's not any difference. So Biden, and this is really stupid. He doesn't, I even know this. He railed against Georgia law that prohibits groups from provide, providing food and beverages to voters with 100, within 100 feet of a polling location. That's not America, he said. The hell it isn't. You can't do that here. But they do it because you got nobody to police it. Visibly Shires Byerly used to sit out there in the line when I was running and run me down and hand out stuff and be way too close to the, to the election booth. Huh? And I got to tell you, the Republicans had nobody to shut her up. The poll watchers should have shut her up. Okay? So we've had these laws forever. What do you mean provide food? What the hell? What are you, what are you providing food to somebody who's going to vote? You don't, don't think that in. And you got, by the way, what they don't tell you is you got a T-shirt on for the candidate. Uncle Joe Biden vote and you give him a hot dog. And the person looks and says, man, that guy just gave me a hot dog and got a Biden T-shirt on. I guess I'll vote for Biden. This guy is, is out of control. Uh, and I don't know what's going to happen. we got somebody worser to be the vice president. Uh, much worser. This is what inflation costs the workers. I got so much stuff here, I'll never get through it today. Uh, this is what inflation costs the workers. Now, who are the workers? The workers are the guys that the... Democrat Party hates. The workers are the people who don't want handouts, who come and fix your plumbing, who fix your automobile, 
who um, uh, deliver, you know, they're the guys who make the world work. And they're mostly rural. And quite, quite significantly, um, they're in the, a number of them in the South. And they're, they're, they're labeled white supremacists or racists. Okay. These are the guys who come and take care of your basic needs. Now, what does it cost them? You know, this inflation's up 7%. I, I've already calculated what it's costing me. I'm not talking about what it cost me for a loaf of bread. I'm talking about what it's costing the IRAs. Okay. You, you put this money away and you want to live on it in your old age and, and uh, you don't want to be homeless and hungry and you're responsible. You do your job. You, 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 you uh, save money. Uh, you plan ahead. You have a retirement plan and the damn government comes along and erodes it with inflation. So uh, the consumer price index uh, uh, rose 7% last year. That's the highest annual rate since 1982. And, and, and uh, uh, what has, and I just reported on this the other day, what does Biden want out of his Fed chairman? He wants the guy to become cheerleader for the green energy plan by intimidating the banks so that they won't loan money to any company but those that say they need it for uh, creating green energy in some form. What a jerk, you know, what a jerk. And, and, and this is a going under the radar uh, as something that either Biden's in denial about or, or, or won't talk about or is not aware of. Um, the core prices without food and energy actually increased uh, pace just in this last month. Energy prices have begun to rise. I'm going to get into what I got time. I'm going to get into that. Uh, all of this is being paid. Now, who's paying for all this rise in, in cost? Huh? Who's raising for all this? Who's paying for this? Middle class workers. They're not paying for it by political class. All middle class workers, whether Democrat or Republican, are paying for it. OK. Because. Uh, Higher nominal wages can't be paid to them. You can't raise the wages as fast as you need to to keep up with inflation. Now, what Biden has done is hidden that. <clears throat> he is giving them checks to supplement. Well, what are they doing? They quit working and they take the checks instead. Well, this is... Um, I, 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 you know, don't get me on, don't get on my bad side today because I'm, I'm shocked at, at this city, uh, uh, this, this uh, city of Gainesville. Uh, it, it's, it's disgusting. I've got so much stuff here in Midnight Audio Yard. I want to give you, well, I don't have time. I'll be dang, I don't have time. I got to do it tomorrow. And I was going to do it today. Listen, thanks for tuning in. Spread the word on the city. Otherwise, nobody's going to know about it. Uh, have a great day. Warthog Command Center out.